Hi folks, this is Joel. Just wanted to reach out and let you know that we had some issues with our audio recording this week. Some of the source files got corrupted, which means that we could not put together our normal quality of episode that we expect. What you'll be listening to today is a poll from the Twitch recording that we do every Thursday night when we record the podcast. It's not going to have the same quality of editing we normally do, which means you might hear some coughs or background noises, and I hope you'll forgive us this one week for this error. Uh, As usual, if you want to reach out to us, our mail is mail at superggradio.com. Also a reminder, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash superggradio. So if you're interested in learning more, head out there and we'll see you soon. What's good, Internet? And welcome to Session 148 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your party leader and host, Eric Getty Gettinger. Let's do a quick inventory and check to make sure we don't wipe on this raid boss. Yeah, you guys are scrubs. First up is Alex. Arona, what do you got? You're my DPS. Yeah, and I'm going to pull so much aggro. Getty, I said turn it on. Turn it up. Don't pull aggro. You're going to die... You're gonna have to watch us fight, and then you're not gonna get loot. Oh, like, watch I'm, me! I'm, I'm gonna scrub you. I'm Hold scrubbing on. you from the loot. Okay. I'm blocking all of my procs right you now. Die, you're out. Cooldown popped. It's no over. rolls. I this crit. feels familiar. Yeah, very familiar. <laughs> Next up is our healer, Joel Dewitt. Just get ready. Just get ready. I forgot to buy the extra potions. I mean, do I have more time to go back in town? You know that we don't. The raid's starting. Did, did a handful of ethers. I'm dead. I'm dead. Joel <laughs> res me. Joel res me. Don't res me. Sorry, I accidentally threw an ether. Sorry. Guardian down. No. Okay. Oh, this is a mess already. Last up <laughs> is our, our party tank, Alec Parks. What do you got, bud? Wait, I'm a tank? Not a bard? How, no. How, need, how do hotkeys need... work? <laughs> you don't. We're, we're done. We're not going to make it, guys. Leroy! No, go, 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 go. All right. We we wiped, in case you're wondering. We definitely wiped. Joel, can you throw some, like, epic battle music in, or maybe even some, like, clanging of steel between mm. that and this? No pressure, man. No pressure. I'm enjoying, right these new, I'm enjoying these new challenges every week. We'll see what we can do. You don't have to, and I'm not going to listen to the episode after this, so I'm probably going to sound like a jackass. <laughs> but... Just, just some constructive feedback. All right, guys. This week, we're going to give you the bird early adopters, stir up some trouble with the news, and then sharpen our swords in the backlog blog. So first up, I guess, is going to be early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games where we get to point and click on things. Many, many things. The first thing I'm going to point and click on Norco. This week, Norco? we played Norco uh, at the behest of friends of the podcast Gaming Fix. I think, was it Alex G? He was like, hey guys, play this. He did, he did yeah, tell us to play he, Norco. He straight up just linked into our chat. Yeah. He invaded our space and he said, you guys got to check this game out. And I we told did him it. no, and he said we didn't have a choice. Oh, you said no to him? 
honestly, I, 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 I like no I like Alex over at Gaming Fix. So if he asked if he asked me to do something, I'm probably going to do it. The rest of you guys, no way. All right, uh, but we actually played Norco over on the Steam Store. You should go grab your your free uh, Chapter One, Act One of it. Uh, this is, you know what, Alex? Tell me about Norco. Norco is a genre that I've come to late in the game, but I have actually been diving deep uh, into these kind of point-and-click adventure games, uh, finding, interacting with different items, com combining them, having an inventory, making uh, dialogue choices along the way. Uh, Norco coming by uh, some of our friends at Raw Fury. Uh, we've uh, done, a, we've uh, covered a couple of their games in the past, and uh, they're oh, yeah. uh, overall good people, good publishers. But um, Norco, you are a you're a guy who's returning to his home his hometown of Norco. What is it, Louisiana? Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, that has slowly, basically, the whole that whole city and his his kind of family along with it has slowly declined, and he was he. He was trying to escape and uh, just kind of never look back. And they give you dialogue choices as as you're kind of reminiscing to fill in the backstory yourself. In my in my game, uh, I was a guy that just left and then never looked back. I didn't really call home, and uh, my mother had passed away, and I still didn't even like. I called my brother for like two seconds, and I just like hung up the phone before he even answered. Uh, I wasn't a great son in this game, uh, and uh, <laughs> you then go back home. Wait, we're talking about the game, right? Yes. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I call my mother twice a week. Is that's that good of you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's better than my average. <laughs> Way yeah, that woman raised me. Uh, so the, the idea is that you're exploring the remnants of the town that was destroyed by the corporation. The corporation was named, what, Shield? That's Shield. Was it Shield? I felt like Shield was in there somewhere. Yeah, I think it was called Shield. And they had uh, they had factories that were polluting all of the water sources and kind of flooding the areas and th uh, throughout the entire thing, uh, people just kept living there, even though they were getting poisoned or having mental problems or even just houses getting destroyed in floods and stuff. And you come to find that your mother who passed away was actually researching that company and was trying to find what they were doing and it ended up being a secret. So there is like a bigger mystery that you can uncover throughout, but you're moving from scene to, from stagnant scene to stagnant scene, interacting with uh, objects and items, and putting items together to find and unlock more of the mystery. I'm not sure if you meant stagnant, maybe static, but definitely all of the background. It, it's got like a a look to it that you could argue is like a stagnant swamp. I was, yeah, I was saying more like, a, yeah, I guess stagnant is like the, the same as, like, isn't stagnant like still? Mm. Uh, kind I, of, but like, we'll, it's, say, we'll say static. It's a static yeah. image. Yeah. So, Alex, hmm? did you get the bear added to your party? I did. I did. I did a, a staring contest with the bear, uh, my toy, my childhood toy bear, and I stared him down. I steered him down real hard several times. Like you could continue to do that throughout the story. And I did. Yeah. That's, that's one of the fun little things that they added to it. You can build out your party and it definitely gives the feel of a, 
different world. So yes, you live in Louisiana and it, the place where you came from is just completely uh, a wasteland at the point in the story. But even the dialogue and the background of it, it, it makes you believe that the rest of the United States is not doing much better. Uh, the choices that you can pick to learn about the different areas, like my character, when he left home, he went further north and then he went east. And it was like weaving this narrative of a very terrible place. And and to the point that you made up about the, or you brought up about the flood, yeah, it's like during the first flood, this thing went wrong during the second flood. And then the last one's like in the future during the fourth flood, squatters will steal the house and raise it to the ground. Like it definitely paints a picture of not so nice times. That's really dark. Yeah, but the the way it's written is just so great to behold. It is a deep story woven into choices that you make by selecting the dialogue options and you're building the backstory of your character. It's it's not like too many other things that I've seen before. So you have a hand in creating the story in the present and your past as you progress through it. I actually got it to the next part uh, where you take over a female character in a different part of the state. But uh, Joel, did you make it that far too? I did not make it that far. Th- this uh, bleak, bleak is probably the best sort of summary for the scenario. Uh, the dialogue, Daddy, you're right. Like It's very... Uh, they very direct you know not unambiguous of like you know i left and i never talked back you know to her like the and and it it does sort of like delve a little bit into the relationships when you so alec in the actual menu it's almost like a spider web and the different markers on the spider web sort of are icons for you people you know people who are acquaintances big uh story events and then how you pull out the details is by selecting it and then it goes through dialogue options that then connects it to the different pieces it belongs to in the puzzle uh, that felt really smart like i i have not seen something like that personally in a game so it, it's a really cool way to give that kind of backstory in a way that isn't just like walking around and finding breadcrumb items that sort of give story piece by piece it has a nice sort of cohesive picture that you can see the links between them all instead of having to retain memory of all of that now is yeah, it it's like a nice that conspiracy so theory in case you web forget, you could just go up to the web and take a look and be like oh i'm gonna click on this person who is this person again oh okay right i got it okay I, i'm not sure if i'd call it conspiracy theory because like a lot of it ends up being more like tiles instead of like red tape to two different pieces. So it's almost more like clusters where like these things are closely related, but this one line goes out to this mining company in the area that has suspicious things going on. And then that might have a few threads that you untangle later. Uh, It's just, it is a nice way to add a layer of depth to a point and click adventure kind of thing where you know, you're clicking the items, they give you a little bit of flavor text about what it is or context of it, and then a lot of these games don't really weave that well into the broader story. So, like, you unlock these details through playing through different sections of the house or the 
um, other buildings, but it really is just well woven throughout. Nice. Then um, the other part of it is that there's the basic static image like we talked about. And then there is also on the right-hand corner, there is a box that will tell you uh, if you could move on to a separate like scene or area. <clears throat> Moving from like room to room, if you were to, say, be in the kitchen, in the bottom right, it will show you three different squares. That's, those squares will be like living room, out, fr out the front door, out the back door, and you can click on those and move to the next scene. Uh, that is a cool way to transition though i found that i definitely got well that's kind of where i got stuck because i went from see every scene that was feasible to me and i had kind of interacted with everything that was possible and then uh i did not realize that an extra square had been like a little extra area had been added to that bottom scene that letting me know that i could go somewhere else and that's where i needed to go next you were looking for something like a like a zoom in on it to let you know that that's what you needed to do or no, or not what? even like that a quest it, marker. It, no, it's more about that. And, and, and I have just gotten into the genre of point and click adventures. Well, roughly I want to say in the last like three years. So in those games, there's generally like a, an arrow that says, go here or go there, go to this, uh, go to the next room, go outside, go to the, you know, go to the street. There's like just like a little arrow or something like in one of those interactables where you can, like, oh, here's a picture you can click on and you get dialogue, or here's the front door, go outside. So I, I, there are places for you to point and click around. I know sometimes, that but not the, with the that specific one. I I felt like I didn't have that difficult of a time figuring it out. I talked to the the android. No, it's more of a robot. The robot that also lives at your your mother's house. Yeah. Um, said that I needed to go to the store and mm -hmm. get. A fuse so yep. i went to the store i picked up the fuse and then the guy was like hey you got to scan that and this alec let me tell you this was very entertaining the store clerk is like a little tablet with a face on it and you can interact with him oh, and uh, nice it, it, there's a guy that used to work at the store he got fired they he's like the town drunk at this point and you he's outside of the store when you come up to it but this guy uh so he caused some trouble and you you're talking to the the tablet and you're like oh what happened to this guy and it's like i'm checking with headquarters to see if i can respond back to you and it's like nope oh. they've declined to reply this, oh corporate bureaucracy like at its finest exactly yeah it's the fun stuff like that that i really made norco a, a journey at least for me yeah and i i the the last one of these I played was actually rather recently when I played uh, Backbone, and uh, just just as a as a uh, aside to that, that actually that the way that that story tied up was not what you would think, and kind of goes left field. I kind of hope that Norco kind of continues its its thematic, uh, its thematic progression with this kind of mystery and uh, with the mother's research and stuff like that, because I think that that right off the bat that's very intriguing to me. And I hope that like it, it continues to that wavelength. I've I've uh, I definitely uh, wish listed this game because I, I the the mystery was enough, and that atmosphere and environmental storytelling put put like a like a bug in my ear that I just like 
I kind of I stopped playing the 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 demo because I was like, oh, I kind of want to sit down and like redo this, and I want to really kind of dig into this. So I'm I'm excited for it. There's <clears throat> definitely more for you to check out, Joel. Anything else you want to toss in there? What Norco does really well is sort of a lot of good stories when they're trying to show some vision of the future. It will have one foot in sort of in the ground and then one foot more towards the kind of fantastical or trying to speculate like 5, 10, 20 years out what life might be. And I think this story does a great job of doing that, keeping one foot into like this is our real reality right now and then taking things to a logical conclusion of, of course there would be a scenario where like everything's more or less the way things are now except on the decline, except the things that were futuristic weren't the cool like... uh you know, utopian type stuff. It's just that you have a customer service robot. <laughs> so I, I think, I think definitely they hit that tone and setting in both the world and the characters and the story well so far. And no, we mentioned it. I don't think, but it, it's a beautiful game. Like the the pixel art is a great detailed when it needs to be, or when it's farther out it has the sort of lack of detail but it it has plumes of color that provide great gradients like multi-layered backgrounds that really flesh it out instead of just feeling like blank templates so they they're this feels like something that could be really good so one of the games that we also played a, a while ago uh also raw fury had a, a what they're the developer no they're the publisher, publisher. They're the publisher, uh, was Star Renegades. And it also had that same granular element when you're out on the, the map and when you're you're looking far away from stuff. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. But yeah, definitely like you can zoom in on the teddy bear uh, and get a better look at his eyes. And it's it's kind of cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I think we actually killed it this week because this game was a lot of fun to play. And I got, like, really, really weird messages from you guys. Like, you're actually happy at something that I did. Because I also slotted 30 birds for us to play. And uh, I, Oh, man. Like, okay. Just... You guys you guys seem really excited about this. Alex, I'm not going to let you talk about it because I feel like uh, Joel needs to get a chance first. Well, no, hold on. I just want to say also that uh, Backbone that I, I mentioned earlier is also a raw fury joint. Yeah. Yeah, and that also it also had the same uh kind of Pixel art. style. Yeah. It's a style. Yeah. All right. Thirty birds. Joel, tell me about your thirty bird experience. Uh, thirty birds is you thirty uh, bird. <laughs> first thing I thought of when I said like that out birds. loud is dirty bird, but Yeah, that's uh, why I just called you a thirty birdie. <laughs> Uh, 30 Birds is a 2D sort of adventure game. Uh, more or less the actual actions of doing things is talking to NPCs, getting their dialogue, seeing if that directs you to a story beat or a uh, objective. Uh, that's what I'm saying the most reductive way <laughs> about this game because 30 Birds, where it really shines, is a couple things. One... It's animation and style and art. Uh, and then two, it's writing. And so visually, it's probably one of the more striking things I've seen in a long time. It has this kind of 
I know we were sort of overused it kind of storybook look where the background is mostly the land with kind of trees popping up like they're a pop-up book and the background effects too. But then like you have things like lamps or lights and it illuminates very well and adds a little extra bit of color that way too. Um, the dialogue is snappy without being obnoxious. You, you know, I mean, you have to have a fine line between like overly quippy and forced and something that's believably clever. And I think it strikes that really well. And it, it, uh, seems, it feels like modern and and it, it feels modern and like it flows really well as like a natural conversation for what is weirdly such a mystical world. Right. Yeah, it goes back to that part being grounded in reality where like Norco had the setting that was grounded in reality and then the story and uh, prognosticating of it went crazy where this is the the words are grounded in reality, but the <laughs> world is fantastical. <laughs> right? well, well, you travel from lantern to lantern. It's like a paper lantern that you are walking around on going from side to side as you walk towards the edge. It flips the lantern to the next side. So, yeah, this is a fantastic world that you're playing with here. Yeah, the first time that it switched over, that was a real wow moment. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that to happen. And, the, you know, number one, with things so detailed and vibrant, it is like a sharp turn that you had to readjust to get that on. But then there will be spots where you'll walk into a building and then like a new lantern will pop up to the side or above. So there's like a shopkeeper you go to at one point and that happens. And then you end up like walking around this different cube to number one, look at items to shop for, but then to look for a hidden bird huh. of these 30 birds that you need to find in escape. The 30 birds. 30 did, uh, bird. Did one... One question. Did you guys uh, play with the synth car, uh, washer? <laughs> yeah, you have to to progress the story, but this is this is something very special. Did So I, I can't get enough of just reiterating the fact that these lanterns that you're walking around on are so gorgeous. Did you guys walk up to the top, like as far up as you could go? Because yeah. you can actually like <laughs> elevate the camera and you can see like a landscape behind it and it is just it's amazing to to see like this was really a gorgeous game and uh, i i had a lot of fun with it so the synth alex tell well, us about uh, your your synth i also experience. just want to say that the you know i don't like thinking that far ahead is january but uh you know we had we talked about the game of the year stuff and then what we did for it and i automatically was like you know we need to make like a, a best moment of the year in our betas because this game just that moment where it turns 2d to 3d you're a flat plane and all of a sudden the whole lantern shifts into another like just like oh here's the other side of the lantern it's like wait what yeah that wasn't <clears throat> that isn't what i thought was going to happen at all so seeing that just kind of blew my mind in a way that i was very happy with and i think that like it all and i made it i was like well game of the year we're going to make a best moment category and i'm writing this down because it's amazing <laughs> yeah so i just i i just want to say to that is phenomenal. I like the fact that there's a it's it's kind of a synth. It's kind of a a pheromon, and you can kind of move it around to make these weird, crazy you know synth pheromon sounds. And then uh, that's how you get the puzzle to uh, unlock the first bird. How many birds were in this? Like three, three birds out of thirty. Yep. 
Uh, which again was you find this mystical bird and the mystical bird goes, Hey, how'd I get trapped here? And he goes, Oh, shopkeeper do that. And he goes, does he do that often? <laughs> does he, does he kidnap birds a lot? That's weird. It's, 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 these conversations and the way they're written just hey, were very quirky. And you know, that's, that's something to be said when you're like, uh, in these, this beautiful lit, just crazy city. And you're talking to like weird animal, anthropomorphic animal people. But everybody looks like a piece of paper. So it, how did, it's how did you dress your bird? <laughs> he didn't get that far. Oh, I didn't get. Okay. I stopped because I he wanted stopped. to play this game when it come uh, came out. Uh, I was I stopped right. and I was I like, should... man, I'm making a choice because this is too good. Maybe yeah. dressing the birds uh too much of a spoiler then. Yeah, I think you spoiled it. It's okay. You gotta bum me out there, Joel. <laughs> I think kidding. it's in I'm the trailer. So I'm, I'm is fine. that really a spoiler? Eh, maybe. It's okay. How did you dress your bird, Joel? Let's see. He had uh, deep blue wings with kind of a neon green center, uh, a red hat head, and then uh, I think I just sort of painted random stuff the rest of the way just because I wanted to get it done. (laughs) I'm not a uh, uh, happy home designer. I'm not not (laughs) about the creation DIY stuff. Okay, guys, this game, I hope that it brought a smile to your face. I know that uh, that first moment when you bust out the cell phone, you're like, oh, that's a little weird, but okay. And then you can also, you know, message your your bird companions that you've already unlocked. Um, Definitely, definitely check out 30 bird birds, 30 birds. There we go. 30 birds. There we go. 30 birds. This is just a wow factor game. Doesn't matter if it's your genre or not. This is a game that you should definitely check out. I know I promised our listenership that I was going to give you guys the bird. I guess, um, you know, let's take a break and I'll flip you all off over on the other side. Hey, Getty, over here. Can you hear this? No. Let me turn that up for you. You can't do that. Get us out of here, Alec. Terrible.
Hey news, I got two left feet but love dancing. Is that true? Where's he going to go with this? Where's Do you like this dancing or no? We'll never know. Okay. We'll never know because we have to make it through this news segment to get to the punchline. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The worst. Yeah, Super GG Radio News. This is, you know, guys, for as much fun as we have with the the rest of the podcast, I don't know how I feel about the news. It's, it can feel like a slug. So let's see. What do we got this week? Uh, the good kind of slug? The bad kind of slug? I said slog. Okay. We have uh, a movie coming out through Sony Pictures that is going to use the engine from... Uh, somebody's going to have to help me with this. I don't know if I completely understand, but the game Dreams is capable of creating just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So yes. somebody's making a movie using that game. So truth be told, Dreams is more development software okay. that is a vehicle for people to make games on the platform than it is a game itself. Uh, I have Dreams because I figured like maybe I can stoke my kids interest in claiming to want to play video games and then once they actually get a taste for it they they know better uh but the it is a really cool set of tools there's a lot of interesting games that have been made and part of the cool thing about dreams too is that like you can create assets and then save it and then let other people use it in their games by like uploading it to the internet you're not uh, gonna Roblox me again, are you? Well, okay, so, <laughs> well, so it has become a, and it's not just like assets. People are making music in Dreams. People are making animations in Dreams. People are making all of this stuff. And then when you say I were to make my own video game, I could go to their store, grab someone's realistic T Rex from Jurassic Park, take someone's music, make a scene, and then I could just credit them in the credits and say, This is my movie. Here's the people that worked on it. So I'm I'm attaching a photo of some food on a plate that somebody made through dreams. Just so you can have a quick snapshot example of quick. To the internet, everybody looks down at their cell phones. Oh yeah, it's an immersive experience. Now we it just like Final Fantasy. It looks like Final Fantasy fifteen food. Damn, it truly looks delicious. But I think that's pretty wild that we're talking about what boils down to a video game being used in that kind of depth. Like, if you think about Media Molecule, is a company that did a little bit of Planet. And they had done a couple, and they are really good. They toyed around some of these ideas when it came to level creation. But it's like they expanded out that level creation tools to a degree where it's become its own much bigger thing that is its own platform. And I find that fascinating. Not no, because saw, of I Roblox. Saw, I saw somebody uh, recreate Final Fantasy VII in, in, uh, what was, in Little Big Planet. So there mm. is there is a precedent for people to take these tools and and push some really great products out of it and there is precedent for people getting hired based on their work in Little Big Planet. So um there there this this does exist as a thing dreams being the next thing. Now um I will say that 
there is something uh there is a video game style product called speed tree speed tree is a program that will grow realistic foliage and that is used in films i believe it's i I don't think it's been used a lot but it has been used in quite often for cg trees and it's used in a lot of video games to fill out foliage so someone could uh buy said program and then just use it to uh tree up their environment alex you're a you're a tree thank you that wasn't a compliment (laughs) (laughs) terrible well that's all that all sounds nice but i i don't know how i feel about it and thinking of the way that it was just explained to me and being able to take other people's uh, assets and then just give them the credit. I don't know. I feel like it should be a little bit more involved than that. <clears throat> but whatevs, uh, more news. You guys like news? Love news. Woo. I feel this, this whole segment kind of makes me feel like, uh, like Conan O'Brien or somebody like sitting at the desk, like, yeah, we got, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Like, all right. Uh, we got not for broadcast, which we talked about on this podcast is out of early access. It's gone 1.0. Alex loves mm-hmm. this game. He made us watch uh, many, many takes of him playing it for a beta breakdown on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we do that too. I, I, think... I love this. I love this game. Uh, I'm going to, I will beat this game. This will be on the beat list this year. Ah, uh, the beat list. And I, lo- I like that, you know, I, I, FMV is an art form that I, I feel isn't, it, it, is, it doesn't come around very often. So whenever I do see or get wind of a good FMV, I'm generally like pretty intrigued by it. So this is just another, uh, this is another one of those that I feel like they really knocked it out of the park with their FMV. You know, it was a great FMV. What's that? Night Trap. No, it wasn't. Was that know. the one we did it? Uh... <laughs> I take it back. I I, t- I should feel into my bones. If that's where you're going. <laughs> Night Book is the one you're thinking of, Alec. Okay. That also wasn't amazing. I mean, that one was it, weird. It caught my interest at least. Which yeah, is better than we, we got to get you on like uh, Night Shift or uh, the one that with. Um... Michelle uh, Millier, what is it? Uh, I can't remember that one. That was like the, the it's not the faculty, not it's not the facility. The complex. The complex. That... There you go. Yeah, complex is very fun. Maybe. Uh, we played Internet Court. Yeah, no. I definitely beat it. I. Thanks, that one guys. wasn't my favorite. Wasn't Thanks, my guys. favorite either. I just have very fond memories of watching Kevin try and play Nightbook, and then just keep going. No. Nope, not comfortable. Nope. And then at one point, he just got up and walked out of the room. That's what it took. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing Nothing before that. Yeah. Just, this is weird. Oh, nope. Don't do that. Oh, God. All right. Next piece of news. Not Tonight 2 gets a new beta and release date of February 11th. I was sad to see my beta of Not Tonight 2 leave my Steam library. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, they uh, that's a thing that will happen occasionally that if you're playing a demo, they will just res- they can they can rescind it out of your library. Yeah. And that was a that doesn't say anything against the developer or the game itself. It was just kind of funny that like, oh, they want the game back. Oh, okay. that's just selfish. 
I uh, I had that infamous one demo for like months before I bought the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> they need their ones and zeros back. Yeah. They got to fix it, but not tonight too. Keep an eye out for that. That was another. And one there's also we... a beta breakdown on this on, the, on our yeah. YouTube channel. I was getting to that. You so took the words sure. out of my mouth. Fine. Steam decks starting to ship out at the end of February. None of us are going to get it at the end of February. Nope. Yeah, no. when, when is your say it's due? Uh, we had this discussion last week. Mine says uh, Q2, end of Q2. My mine's after Q2. Mine's and after then, Q2 um, as well. Yeah, big brother to the site, Phil. After we talked to him about it on the show, he, he's like, okay, I, I put money down. But which one? He went the second one. That's what I did. I really wish I had gone for the third one. I didn't realize I was actually going to end up with money at the end of the year. Right. Is there money at the end of the year? Not for you. Yeah. <laughs> Never for me. We're actually taking money away from you. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually know, like, it, if I ordered it now, it still says after Q2 2022. Would it really matter? Hmm. I, I think that part of it's going to depend on how quickly they can push them out. And... Yeah. You know, some people are probably going to back out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of big news if you're a Star Wars fan like I am. A uh, trio of new games in development with EA and Respawn. So there is obviously the sequel to Fallen Order. Yep. There is a FPS. We haven't gotten a good Star Wars FPS in quite a while. And they they pretty they said that um, what was it that 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 one that was the multiplayer shooter? It's not that. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But when you look back, there were, I, I want to say that there were a couple of pretty decent Star Wars shooter games that came out. So yeah. I don't know, maybe. This is the reason the reason why this is news is because Activision and Respawn had a had a had, had the sole contract for Star Wars and they were the only ones that could make Star Wars games for uh, I, I can't remember the time frame but it was like 5 5 to 10 years and then their first game was Battlefront and it was so universally panned that it kind of put the like a real big fear into them to continue that process. Um, they obviously did Jedi Fallen Order afterwards, but uh, they never, I don't think they ever really like kind of came back from that. They also did Rogue Squadron. Oh, that which one was, was pretty well received, but I never got around to trying it out. That's the thing is that it was well received, but I don't think that a lot of people got like bought it. Maybe it, maybe it was more successful. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, looking into that as much as as in depth, but the idea being is that this is their last uh, stint as there was another developer who have already said that they, I think it was um, Ubisoft has the next Star Wars game already in development that is supposed to come after their contract is up. Mm, makes me wonder because I definitely saw something that said that they were going to turn Fallen Order into at least three games, which I mean... You get none of you guys played it, right? I'm the only one who played it. Uh, not not by design. I actually am very interested in falling order, fallen order. It's... Um, but 
the thought yeah. process is is that maybe they would do it as an independent contract instead of this timed uh, exclusive contract for them. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like where they ended the first one. I definitely see it going a lot better places than the, the Force Unleashed. Those ones were kind of bleh. They were dumb I, fun. Yeah, they I were wanted dumb those fun, to yes, be good. But, but it was just kind of ridiculous how you were too powerful. Yeah. And it didn't feel challenging after a certain point. At least in Fallen Order, it's very grounded. Uh, it's tactical. You actually have to pay attention to what you're doing. You can't just like walk through and slaughter everything. I, I guess there's also a, a tactical XCOM-esque game in development, but... I wouldn't mind another RTS. I feel like they haven't done an RTS in... I, th I think I still have Empire at War or whatever it is. This, is. this is another one of those RTS games that I just have sitting around somewhere. The other part of this conversation is that Respawn is also... Uh, they have said that they have a prototype game in the works that it's more about free flow movement. Of course, this could be coming into, uh, say, the next Titanfall, but they have said that they're not working on Titanfall 3. So they well, neither are my, but it well, it's kind it of the true. idea that you have to think that they have what now seems like four to five possible games in the works. Where does uh, Knights of the Old Republic fit in this? Because they're doing a remake of that, right? Yes. Yeah, but who's doing that? I don't know. That's why I asked. I still love that they're doing a remake <laughs> of that, but then they like just release the older possibly crappier version on switch because the new one will probably not be able to be run on switch why crappier well, why is it well, crappy? i guess i don't I, I don't know that it's crappy i've not played those games but i mean though is that uh they have aged quite a bit do you think that they hold up yes i played it <laughs> i finished it last year it was good that was not on the beat list oh maybe i finished it this year okay it's not on Where that beat list either we should update the beat list shit yeah i should i definitely finished it no i added it for the last year i swear oh maybe you did you, you don't even have it open you're just arbitrarily saying that things do and don't exist oh in that case my beat list is huge <laughs> yeah i'm what i'm watching skater excel videos right now yeah so. that's what i thought thank you for <laughs> not participating in in what matters uh yeah the the knights of the old republic i'm trying to figure out who's doing the remake here but is that PS5 only or PS5 and PC? Yes. I hope so. Screw you, Joel. Yes, Look, that's what it you was. Can, you can owe me that too. It's fine. Ah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know, I, I I just think I like respawn, and I'm but I am curious as to like how they're going to be able to how how the quality level is going to hold up against like put, putting out four to five games in a sizable clip. Okay, so. The company who ported it over to the Switch, Asper, they're the ones who are remaking it for PlayStation 5. Or, I guess, PlayStation exclusive. Maybe some PC in there, but yeah. No. It, if you So the difference between the first one and the second one is kind of like going to Mass Effect or to Dragon Age. The first one is really heavily into the classic Dungeons and Dragons rule set. The second one improves on it so it's not so clunky with that stuff. So if you really want to like a, do a deep dive 
and it's it's good. I'm I'm leaving it at that. We have other stuff that we're supposed to talk about. Cool. I'm already late. What is it? Mortal Kombat is getting a sequel. Are you happy? I am oh, happy. Good. They did a very good job with that first one. Good. You should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if they're going to keep that that one guy who's the audience surrogate. I think they have to, right? Yeah. Who? So there's that guy who can just make like armor. Isn't that the protagonist? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, like, you could probably kill him off within the first 30 seconds and nobody would bat an eye. This is G.I. Joe 2. You just kill off everybody. G.I. Joe 2 did do that. That was wild. You're right. Not going to notice it. Like, oh, look, we spent the whole first movie setting up these characters. Hey, Duke, Duke's dead five minutes into the movie. No, they'll they'll do it like uh, Walter and the Muppets, that new Muppets, uh, Jason Seidel movie. They'd create this whole new Muppet for that movie to be the star and, and then you then, see anything else and he's just like a two second bit character. Yep. Or it's wait, so sad. hold on. We have a better reference for this. This is just mortal Kombat annihilation. I don't they think killed I off Johnny Cage within the first like five minutes. Did they? I had that. I only ever saw the first. That's yeah. non-canonical in my mind. <laughs> that's I'm the only place thing. that it matters. Non-canonical head cannon. Uh, uh, I think that's it for the actual news. Freebies. We only have one freebie this week. The one that, the matters. One that matters. The one that matters. <laughs> Isn't this one that Joel spent money on? No. When it came out. <laughs> no. We, hold on. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was. Let's just say, Joel, wasn't this like episode one demo? It, it was... It was the Lost Tapes demo. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember saying, like, I like this. I want to play it. And then I just, I never did it. <laughs> uh, and, I, it and you know, I don't, it paid, I don't know it paid if it dividends. ran great on Switch. Yeah, well, now it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, freebie. Over at Epic Game Store, we have, what am I looking at here? Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina. Or is it cross? Yeah. I had a Joel, I've always it. heard. I've always heard it as X. I mean, it, there are people from the Armor Core development team that went and made this game, so I've heard it has similar bones. So I'm I'm pumped to try it out. Okay, you should definitely do that and report back. It's mandatory. Mandatory fun. And it's free, so what you can't really lose anything. That's the only kind of fun I have. <laughs> Oh, guys, you know I'm a dancing fool. Look at me dance over here. Ah, <laughs> ah. If you can't see this, you're going to be really disappointed. So you make sorry, it on Twitch.tv slash Radio. Yeah. <laughs> see us next week while I make a bigger fool out of myself. Somebody made a diff of that. <laughs> <laughs> you, why can't you? All right, let's uh, sneak in another quick break here before we finish strong.
All right, we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games to save our country. That's right. This week, I'm forcing these guys to listen to me talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Getty, what made you pick this one up? What made me pick it up? Sucker Punch, man. Okay. You like some Sucker Punch? I don't... I mean, that movie was, like, nonsensical. Infamous. um, Infamous is the... Yeah. What have they done? Infamous. Um, Hold on, have they done anything else? Does it matter? I've played... I've played Sly Cooper 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. There we go. That's that's my Sucker Punch reference. It was fine. I played the demo for Infamous. Me too. Many, many times. Sure, Infamous is great, and it's on the backlog. It is for sure on the backlog. Sly Cooper, Infamous, and then Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Yeah, I have always enjoyed me some old-school samurai action, and this game has it. The other Sucker Punch game that's in the room which is infamous it was pretty well known for having a like a good and evil function so that you could either like play as really like a badass and just destroy everything or you could play as a good guy and and it would ultimately affect the way that the story ended and there were three of those games uh all of them pretty good i'm surprised that they didn't try and do anything else with the the more recent one that was released I think they did like an extra DLC pack that was a additional story, but uh, so it has that same Ghost of Tsushima has this same open world where you can go and explore. There's three different areas, but it gates you so that you need to complete story in order to progress to the next area. And the I got it for the PlayStation Five. It's like the Game of the Year edition, what have you. So. Everything is completely optimized. The load times are non-existent. It is like a gorgeous game to behold as you're playing. The cutscenes are straight up. If you just took like a, a samurai movie from back in the day, and it is, it's everything that I wanted. Knowing, uh, kind of knowing what to expect, but there's there's action, not so much romance, but there's betrayal. Uh, and the combat. The combat is really where it's at. So with samurai games, there's certain things that you need to come to expect, but it builds on that because your character walks a line of being a samurai, but at the same time trying to figure out what he's going to do to try and save his country and leaning into more of what it is to be a ninja. And it's, it's not the honorable thing for him. So what what are the traits of a good samurai film to compare this to? And I guess, can you provide more detail about, like, how the combat and action feels? Yeah, I'll jump into the, the combat and action. So when you are fighting, it's not all about offense. You're one person, and you're usually taking on, like, a group of four or five guys. So it is watching for openings, counter, parry, switching your stances so you get in the first uh chapter or act that's where i am just about to finish but you have four different stances that you can use depending on your enemy's weapons 
So if there's a spear, you can switch over to, I believe it's a wind stance, and counter more effectively your enemies. And there's a slow counter or a block, and then there's like a, a, a perfect blocker parry that will completely open your enemy's defenses and allows you to take like a swing. So it's not about like running in and trying to take on a group of 30 guys. The game actually gives you more of an opportunity to take people down to thin the herd before jumping into there. And, you know, switching between stances is very fluid. Uh, enemies, they all have their different move sets, so it's watching and waiting. But, all right, so one of the things I truly appreciate is the duel. There are certain fights in the game where it just takes everything else out of the equation and it drops you into just that dueling arena like you were going to play, uh, what is it, Sam Show, hmm. Samurai Showdown. So it's you versus another person, and at the end of Act 1, I won't tell you any of the spoilers from it, but I, w I will set the visual for you. Uh, you walk up to another samurai at the bank of a river, and there's lanterns in the river, and there's a bridge, like a wooden bridge in the background, and that's where the fight takes place. So this gorgeous area, the moonlight hitting the the river, all of the lanterns moving around as your characters juke back and forth trying to find openings, it's, it's superb. Have you checked out the photo mode? <clears throat> I have, but only briefly. It's... So, if I if I had to pick a samurai movie, the one that I have probably seen the most is uh, Seven Samurai. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, that's a classic. So there's certain things that you see in a movie like that, or maybe if you're not familiar with it and you've only seen Kill Bill, then <laughs> those are. It's not really like a great comparison, but it has those elements where. Uh, you know, there's this big buildup to when the samurai actually draws their sword. They unsheath it by, you know, clicking it out of the hilt, or clicking the hilt, and then it pops out of the, the sheath. And then the battle can begin. It's it's like your spaghetti western. There's okay. always that buildup to it, and then uh, the fight can start. So there's that. When your character's sustained enough damage, he'll even, like, take... You can recharge, like, uh, you get... You can heal yourself, but he'll do the thing where he like hits his hip and he goes ha to like psych himself back up before <laughs> jumping in to, to do more stuff. So the attention to detail in all of that. And then the fact that you're just in feudal Japan, like dropped on a, a gorgeous island setting. It's war torn, but still running through like a, a field with cherry blossoms or tall grass. It's just really great. You should I've heard I've heard nothing but great things about how it looks. Definitely should check it um, out. Did did they port that to PS Five? Yes, yes. So oh, the uh, the game of the year edition is the the is the PS Five version. I'll wait till then. <laughs> then you get uh, the PlayStation Five. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, uh, I I will say, Getty, that there is a uh, a secondary kind of mode. <clears throat> that you uh, will play outside of the story that is like a it's a multiplayer raid system 
Yeah, I heard about this. And it's a little like, supposedly people have compared it to like Destiny raids. So it's, there's like, a, it's it's very strange, but uh, there there is generally a pretty big fan base with that. Yeah, I haven't looked into it too much. You have to do a lot of stuff in the map to get upgrades. You can buff out your character. You gain skill points from completing different objectives. How it many is... boxes have you fallen? Have you like followed around? Uh, see, thank you for asking that because that's one of the really funny things. Uh, you find Inari shrines, and the fox will lead you to it. And I can pet the fox. So yeah. that's really all that matters. Yeah. Can you pet the fox? Yes, you can. There we go. Yeah, I, I don't. I lost track of how many, but you know, you can write haikus, and it, it actually gives you different options, so that your haikus might be different from my haikus. Uh, there's hot springs that your character gets butt naked in. Yeah, you get to see some big old butt just hanging out naked. If you don't know what Japan's like, man, that's pretty normal. That's pretty standard stuff. Uh, no, I know, but it's it's, it's just like. You got to check it out. Uh, if you can get it at a discount, it's worth it. If you need to wait and borrow my copy, but don't expect to just be able to run through it. I highly recommend trying to check some of the boxes. It's just more satisfying. It's because, a, yeah. Go ahead, Alex. I was gonna say it's it's kind of like it. it I would say that it, uh, if you if you ever played a Far Cry game, the idea of that map where it's like a map of icons and you're just going from icon to icon, chucking off activities. There's uh, a lot of that, which is, uh, which can be very fulfilling if you're like in the mood for one of those. And so if you're, if you're definitely in the mood, they have, they have that checklist, uh, you know, dopamine hit of just like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go over here and do this thing. And then it's gone. And I'm gonna go over this thing and I'm gonna do another one of these things. Yeah. That's what I do. And I lose track of time, but it feels so good. That that inherently can't drive me. Like, the structure of that, it used to be always like a meme that Ubisoft only, only did that template. And then the joke became when Breath of the Wild came out that it did sort of the same thing for Zelda. But, like, Zelda actually felt good to play. <laughs> right? So this, uh, this feels good to play. It's very fun. Right. I'm, I'm thinking more of, like, Ubisoft titles. that They've mm. never felt good to play. Oh, man. I loved, no. I, li- I loved all those. I just did them enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I that I have no problem with Ubisoft titles because I've played a lot of them. Every Watch Dogs, except for the new one, uh, uh, every Far Cry up to five. It just uh, no, maybe, no four up to four. I'm sorry. It, it gets to be a lot. Yes, it just ends up being a lot, and I've actually taken myself off of that program to uh, psych myself up for uh, Watch Dogs Legion and uh, maybe this one. Because uh, yeah. I haven't done one of those in like a couple of years, and I'm now starting to get that itch again of like, you know, I could probably do some checklists. I mean, <laughs> they have one. creams for that. Yeah, that too. The, the, this one has been in the back of my mind since it came out, just because it looked very visually arresting and the the setting very unique for me. Uh, it just, if it's that media of an experience, it's more about what's on the docket already. And so, like, for me personally, uh, I can wait because of that. I Did you still... not like that Skrillex song? Which one? Oh, I was referencing uh, Far Cry Three, where you're burning down the weed f- with the the weed plantation while listening oh, to Skrillex. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, no pressure to to play it, but again, it is one of those things where you can definitely check all the boxes, and there are some things that I inherently want to pursue more than others. Uh, Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I could talk about this for like another 45 minutes, but we don't have time for that. We only have time to talk about Goro Goa. wait. Okay, uh, I would, position. I would actually, I would actually rather talk about uh, the more prevalent game that actually I, I, I double thought it, and I thought that we should talk about the game that actually came out more recently, even though it is, it is still uh, what feels like an old game. Joel. Yes. <laughs> Joel, uh, you uh, talk about Windjammers too, Joel. <laughs> setting you up here. I don't know. Oh, you, you just gotta drop so... the ball on me. You didn't add it back to the document, so you asked Joel to jump in about something without prompting him. I thought it was assumed that that was the one. Joel, talk. Tell I, me about Windjammers Two. See, no, Joel, well, you tell me about Windjammers Two. <laughs> Wait, don't, don't tell Getty about Windjammers Two. Tell me, yeah. Uh, this is too. Tell me about. Well, let's just talk too. about Dora Go. No, mom and dad are fighting here, Joel. <laughs> Windjammers Two is pretty good. You should play Windjammers Two. That's it. <laughs> You, you, don't, you, you don't even need to hear don't don't read the review just buy it just, <laughs> just get the game you just want more people to beat into a pulp i i do need victims yes this I, is I like do. that is this um, going to be like the time you told me that i needed to get rocket league or overwatch you son of a bitch well rocket How league dare you? was free <laughs> free yeah, free guys, love. it'll free be fun <laughs> we'll get to hang out Joel, tell us your impressions of, of Windjammers 2. So, for the uninitiated, Windjammers 2 is a 1v1 uh, sports... I almost said sports light. <laughs> oh! He you, beat you. you Getty you said have, he would beat us. You yeah, all I'm not have, happy right now. You have sports like You have broken me. <laughs> you were complaining about people saying that like 20 minutes ago. Sports yeah. like. It, it so is it's very, not it, sports... So it's, it's an arcade like game. One one v one. It's sort of on a, a tennis field, except it's got like soccer goals behind it. Uh, instead of throwing a ball or something, it's a disc, and you throw it back and forth. And it's like a set of tennis matches in that you play to fifteen points, best out of three wins. Uh, the unique things about this is one. The fact that it's a disc, you can actually bank shot it off the walls and try to create interesting angles to get the disc past your opponent. Uh, it's worth noting, too, that most of the time the goals will have separate different sections. So, like, there will be a red section and a yellow section. Red section would be worth, like, five points if you threw the disc in there. Three if you hit yellow. Uh, and then they've got like a super move. So each of them will have a super meter that fills up. And then once super. it happens, they will create a super move that will just be like this wild sequence that it goes in from where you throw it to the enemy's uh, goal. And How many characters? How many characters are we talking here? Uh, is it 10 12? or 12? I think it was 10 or 12. That thing 12 sounds right. How many can I purchase through DLC? None Zero. Yet. You don't don't you curse this game. None. Huh? There will there will be none. You uh, need to port Sora into this now. You guys will not solely the purity of Windjammers two with Kingdom Hearts. It's too late. Now I'm already asking for it. Internet, make it happen. 
<laughs> um, and so, it, and it was an old Neo Geo game that is no longer. It's a top-down view. And uh, Joel has spent enough time with this game that uh, it is no longer fun to play him. Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah, because it's I... uh, uh, me and brother of the site Phil uh, played him and we would hand off the controller and it was very apparent who it, Joel was playing, whether I actually would even get a point on the board. And my brother, yeah, Phil gave him actually a run for his money uh quite a few times but then it was like hand the controller to me and then joel just wipes the floor with me and i get one point maybe <laughs> alex i uh i could tell when it was you playing and uh i did deliberately go to like windjammer school <laughs> so do you, you might recall there was a point so one of the moves you can do is like a quick toss-up throw and yep. the intent of that is to try to throw in a spot where your opponent's not at it hits the floor and you can't grab it, and then you gain two points from that. There was a point where, like, a couple games, I was doing nothing but those throws, yeah. <laughs> try, trying to see if you'd pick up on it. And you I, got... I, I definitely knew that you were, like, trying to, like, hey, Alex, maybe you should try this way. And it's like, oh, you dick. <laughs> it's, it's not too different from when we play Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and then I play Frieza, and I just do the laser shot over and over and over until your Hartwood picked up. Yeah, I, I need to get Hartwood to buy this game. That's that's what I really need to get because he's got that sort of obsessive tendency when something latches onto him. I mean, I guarantee right now he like he just recently also just got into Smash, so I guarantee I cannot play Smash with him. So maybe that might be the case. And then you'll actually have some competition. Yeah, he's been ducking me on that too. I need to figure out what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> he's so to you out his you main. you were really uh, you really took two Windjammers. I did. Yeah, I mean, that core is so great, and it's it. the logic made sense. The way you can kind of sort of add English to a throw where it's this wild curveball that you can throw people for a loop on, uh, it's got a lot of versatility. And then on top of that, like, all the characters feel different, both between their power and speed differential, and their super moves are all diverse. The levels have a lot of diversity. Like, there's a – one of the levels is a casino, and then instead of the net pieces have different value, the value will be on the actual disc and it's randomized. So like one might be worth one point if you did it in. Another one might be, might be five or eight points, just depending on how the luck of the draw goes. Tell me about the music. Is it good? It's rad. Like it's it is. Solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I, I, I stumbled upon some of the older game Neo Geo games footage, and like they they redid stuff from the original game like both visually it's a fresh coat of paint but still pretty much the same game the music's the same way and that it's been updated and uh much crisper and cleaner it uh i think the best comparison is like street fighter 2 to the hd remix that they released back in like playstation 3 or at spots 360 it's just like the core games there has just been a visual and musical overhaul Are you satisfied now, Alex? I am. That was good. And it just came out recently, and it's on Switch, and it's on PlayStation. It's, uh, we have a review up. I think that uh, people should check out our so, review and check out Windjammers 2. That was Windjammers 2. That wasn't Gorogoa? No. That'll be next week. Second week. Are you sure? You, mm -hmm. Are you sure? Okay. All right. I can move on now? Yep. All right. 
And now we move on to our final segment of the night, One Last Thing. One Last Thing brought to you by shitposting at KFC. Where is my KFC console? Huh? Looking at you, KFC. They told us we'd get one. I need to keep my food crispy and my games warm. Crispier. Yeah. Crisper. Crispier. No, you want them crisp. You want those nice clean edges. Crispier. I don't know. Mm. I'm angry, but why? Why am I so angry? (laughs) Can they they use those to warm biscuits? We'll find out. We're going to have to. I want to see if you can, like, bait a cookie in that thing. All right, we'll find out. So one last thing. Uh, My one last thing for this week will be... Man, I hate going first. I have to You don't finish. have to. No, no, I have to. I have to make some time to finish up this little game I got on Switch so that I can jump back into Saints Row 4 and uh, have some fun with that. Why are you playing Saints Row 4? Uh, that's just for fun. Isn't it? You'll never now, know. You, you tell us. You have two, you've, you have two things to say, Getty. Yeah. Uh, next thing I have to say is Alex. What's your one last thing? <laughs> you don't want to. Oh. You don't want to say it yet. Huh? I have time before the end. That's true. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> one last thing is I would like to play Monster Hunter Rise, but Capcom won't let me. That game crashes before I even get to the, the main menu. I have two hours into that game on my Steam library, and uh, I have not played any of it, and I'm unhappy with that. But the shady key website that I got the the code from won't give me a refund. So I am stuck uh, consistently harassing Capcom on their forums, emails, and I should I really should just go to Twitter, right? Like you should call play. them. Call up customers. They don't service. have a number, they're in Japan, Getty. So? Ask Andre to go over there from Gaming Fix and not. <laughs> oh the door. man, hold on. I could do that. Hold on. I'm gonna see if he can get Capcom. Joel, uh, what's your one last thing here? I'm gonna message him right now. Hold on. So for those not on the stream, uh, my background right now is what Kelly and I are going to start streaming every Tuesday and Saturday. And what is that? Kirby's Epic Yarn. Nice. Uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn is a Wii game that came out a lifetime ago. Now it came out probably 2000, somewhere between 28. 2008 2010 quick uh, alex google it and it came out at like the right time for it's oh, one, you, know, you watch or play something that it's like it may not have been the best thing but it was the right thing at the right time kind yes of thing. yeah it, it was definitely one of those for us a lot of people i think don't think of this game as the best kirby but like it for us it is the most special kirby so just so warming you up for the new kirby no, I expect completely different stuff for so really yeah. what it is what it is, Alec, is that uh it used to be that we would play it every year in the winter around like Christmas time or January, just because like the game came out in November and so we consumed it at the time quickly. And then it's just there are some levels and themes in the world that are very evocative of like Christmas and the holidays and stuff. So it, it's very thematically nice to do in the winter. Andre said that he can get he can get a holy Capcom for me. All right, you got an in. See, look at that. We're solving problems here. Alec, what you got? You know this uh, all this talk of ghosts of uh, 
whatever. Tsushima? Tsushima, yeah. <laughs> See, I, have, I was going back to look at the document. Uh, really got me wondering, I think my kids might be old enough to read subs. It might be the weekend to introduce them to Seven Samurai. That is awesome. You'll have to let us know how it goes. Yes. I don't think that's the reason why you should not introduce your kids to Seven Samurai. Why? It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a classic. Isn't it, isn't it gory as hell? No. Okay. There's like three one. deaths that you actually see and everything else is just uh, bandits. Implied? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Before we wrap it up for this week, I do have... A final announcement, which will go with the rest of the announcements. Next week, we're going to hand in, uh, at least discuss what we experienced with the games that we got from the holiday. So uh, for our holiday gifts, we ended up exchanging uh, different games. And next week, we're going to talk about the experiences that we had with them. Uh, and hopefully everybody had a great time. And if you didn't, too bad, because it's... You're not going to get a refund. <laughs> I know. I've been creeping on your Steam libraries. And then, and then I'll assign a, another video game homework. Are if you it's St. Rose 4, you do it now because it's on sale for $4. Uh, it was, I, it's still on sale. It's been on sale for a while. Yeah, so, so that game is also for... very old, Alex. So if you can't find it or oh, don't already own a copy, I'm pretty sure you're fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I own it for free, like three different places. Me too. Because they just give it away. Getty told us the other day it was on Switch for like $2. I still did. I didn't buy it because I already own it three other places. But yeah, I'm on the I'm on the fence. I might do it, but I, I also have to find a cutoff because I'm not going to make you guys play like forever. Uh, watching the trailers of this in the background since you brought it up is insane. Wait, you've never seen the Saints Row games? There's in Saints Row. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but between two and three, it went from a GTA clone to holy hell. We're not going to try and mimic them. Let's make this completely insane. And then four just jacked it up even more. Nice. So. Because, yeah, I remember yeah, Saints like, Row point... came out when I was working at GameStop, and I was just like, ah, it's more GTA. It was, it was basically a clone. And it For people who thought that one. GTA was too silly, uh, Saints Row turned it up to 11. Nice. And that, it, was, that was where their, like niche, their niche was, was trying to, like, find the pocket that someone hadn't done, and they took, like, normal GTA stories that were crazy and then just, like, was like, well, what about Aliens? All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we are streaming a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Joel just said he's going to Kirby it up here. Alex I'm, has... I, I finished Quantum Conundrum off stream. Um, I'm going to be doing Chicken Police. Chicken Police he's got coming up. Alec might just have fun with his stream. Yep. But yeah, check us out. We're usually on there like Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, sometimes Saturday, uh, Thursdays for the podcast if you're watching us live. Bless you. Yeah. So check us out. 
And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the Alec, you should definitely show your kids Death Note of your choice. Don't do Thanks for listening, uh, GG Alec. Good game. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG Alex. Good game, Getty. Fine.